0: Business in the front, party in the back, podcast. podcast, yes, I'm Lauren and I'm Michelle. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how teamwork makes the dream
1: work. That is it in a nutshell. Um, this is something that we've been doing for probably what the past five weeks or so and something along those lines. Yeah, yeah 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 starting to work together, and this is something that we wanted to share with other people. Um, there's some intricacies. I think there's some some things we've figured out that work really well um, when you work together with a mate, and um, there's some things yeah. that you have to sort of sort through uh, and make sure that you're really clear <laughs> about those.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So today on the show, what we're going to be talking about is how our podcast came to be, how Michelle and I work together in the sense of, you know, delegating roles, how we maintain a good open dialogue and communicate well. And we're also going to go down the rabbit hole of maybe relationships or partnerships that didn't work yeah, quite so well. Absolutely. What we learned from that and how we're not going to be bringing that baggage into this experience yeah is that um, about sum it up
1: it, it really does and it can be so much fun like we I think you and I are having so much fun together um and it is work you know it is work you've got some stuff going on I've got some stuff going on but I think when we get together um ultimately we just have a really good time and we want that to come across for our listener at home so that they can exactly yeah, do the same
0: so originally we did have a different name for today's show which is mateship and friendship. And then I changed it without telling you, Michelle, I changed it like two minutes ago to teamwork makes the dream work. So I'm not sure whether or not you even want to stick with that. It sounded a little bit more catchy than mateship, friendship. Oh, and you didn't even know it. Although both of yeah. them kind of rhyme, didn't they? <laughs>
1: that's, <laughs> I love true. That. that's true. I love that. <laughs>
0: actually, I actually didn't notice right. it. Yep. There it is. <laughs> See, so, and that's why we're going to be a, a team that lasts. A great you know, team. B, the Lake, the <laughs>
1: Teamwork, so yeah, we're speaking about teamwork and um, and that is our theme and I think, um, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of the, the things, as you said, that worked for us and, and didn't work um, and it really is experimentation and that's okay, you know, it's okay to kind of make mistakes, um, we're human. And I think ultimately what we sort of alluded to in the previous podcast, if people haven't listened, it is great to go back and listen from number one, um, so we're up to three. And I think the great thing about that is that then you get a bit of a, um, an idea of where we've come from. Um, and how we kind of got to know each other, but ultimately this is about, you know, we're all human and this is kind of what worked for us. It may be different for you, but just pick it, pick and choose, you know, things that we mention, um, you might go, yeah, that's great. Or, you know, that wasn't so great. So that's what we're sort of about.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, our focus is just to be authentic and be who we truly are. And, uh, if you like it, great. And if not, well, we like it. So that's the point. <laughs> anyway michelle why don't you take it away initially because let's start with well what do you want to start with do you want to start with how the podcast came to be or do you want to yeah Yeah, that's probably a good tipping off point yeah
1: just really 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 briefly we don't want to go into as we've said in previous weeks we don't want to go into the uh misery i guess of being made redundant but yes lauren and i were made redundant on the same day uh at the end of march so Both of us have been sort of working on different projects and also doing some stuff together. And this is like so much fun. I'm really, really enjoying this, doing this with you. Um, But what we want to talk about today is um, what it's kind of like working on a podcast together we have done things right. We have done things wrong. You're going to probably pick up some of that maybe in episode one, if you're listening back, because we did have a little bit of lag and we'll talk a bit about that um, during the podcast today. So we're going to take you kind of behind the scenes um, and really talk about how Business in the Front, Party in the Back came about. And even with the name, I mean, just coming up with the name was a really cool thing that I wasn't actually, I hadn't written down that I was going to speak about, but it was you and I sort of talking about how we're a little bit different. We're different in age. Um, you're 37. I'm 44. You like to enjoy a wine. I don't really drink. I'm vegan. I'm a little bit straight-laced. Differences, and we were sort of nutting that out and, oh, what does that look like and what could we possibly call ourselves? And I was just thinking, for some reason, business in the front, party in the back, because it's, it's the complete opposite, but it's also representative of a great Aussie icon the mullet, the mullet haircut. So, it's the, you know, short in the front so you can go to work and and then at back, you know, it's long so you go out and party at night. So, that's sort of where the idea came from and that's really that was the beginning of this. That
0: was our starting point and it was quite funny. We thought we were very funny. Well... (laughs) It's actually funny too, because I remembered it slightly different. I remembered it us having a chat and you wanting to um, you know, do a project together. And I was, you know, on board because I'm familiar with your work ethic and with, you know, a lot of your values and things like that. And I knew that we would be in line in that way. And, you know, we were talking about doing something in relation to, you know, what happened the day we we were made redundant and blah 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 and I think we were talking about doing something that was sort of more business oriented and then I mentioned yeah but it needs to be fun like almost a party as well and then that's when you came up with the brilliant idea of front business in the back so it's just it's cool how it's a different memory for both of us but at the same time it was a good you know collaboration of the two ideas coming together to form something that you know essentially we both felt like yeah that that's the right direction for us to head into.
1: Yeah. And I think we're two really strong women uh, and really respect each other. And I think it makes a good combo. You know, why, why not put our tips and tricks out there? Why not talk about what we do and how we make things work? Um, Because I think a lot of people can learn from that. It's really cool. Um, So what do you, did you have anything else you wanted to add to any of that?
0: Yeah. I think when you initially asked me if I wanted to, you know, do something together, I I really wanted to, I wanted to jump at the opportunity to do that, but I was also very aware of the commitments that I have to myself and the commitments I have for where I want to move ahead, you know, as far as my business goes. So one of the things that I was able to articulate to you was basically about my lack of time. And, you know, I'm really careful with words because I don't ever want to say I don't have enough time to do that as a, as opposed to I'm not spending my time that way, right? Because we c- we can all decide what we want to spend our time doing or not. We are in control, right? So one of the things that I did say to you was that I was aware of how long audio editing takes. And because I have two other podcasts that I'm doing, I was concerned that I wasn't going to be able to meet you where you needed me to meet you and to do my part of you know the work that would be basically required so i remember bringing that up with you and you were very clear that you didn't want to add more work onto my plate that you were happy to take on that part of it and that you know you still wanted to work together so i felt good with proceeding with the concept because Mm -hmm. i felt like i had explained to you where i was at and You know, you and I worked together for years already. So we're very aware that we're driven women. When we say we're going to do something, we do it. We do it to the best of our ability. You know what I mean? We're busting our butt all the time. So it's sort of, you know, I knew that you were hearing me when I said that, which is important. Same. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I decided to take on the business in the front part in the back podcast is because i really wanted to do it but i also knew that i wouldn't let you down which was you know kind of the most important thing and i think that so far you know even before we started recording the podcast i feel as though we have kind of inadvertently built up a really great friendship that's also balanced so i think that that might be worth talking a little bit about because not all friendships are balanced And I think that it's important to be aware of what a balance looks like because sometimes, you know, shit happens and people don't really realize that it's not a working relationship that's good for both people. Do you want to talk about that
1: at all? Yeah, I was just thinking it it made me remind, it reminded me a little bit of uh, boundaries. You know, and boundaries is something that I've had to work on uh, since the day that both of us found ourselves out of work because you do have people coming to you um, with various offers and requests to do different things. And and I've certainly found that. And we talked a bit about manifesting in the last uh, podcast and vision boards and things like that. Um, And I found for me that, I've certainly been manifesting, and I've had offers come in. But you do still have to be selective. And I think sometimes when you are out of work and you're not working at all um, in your normal sort of full time capacity, that sometimes you take things on that you kind of think, "Yeah, I don't. I really want to do this, but I don't have a job, so I'm kind of going to do it." But it comes down to boundaries, and so I've actually had to step back from that and go, "You know what? Like, I actually don't feel in in my." feelings and in my body and in my intuition and gut, my gut instinct, I don't feel like I want to do that. I'm actually going to say no. And I've started to do that. So I think that's a little bit about around boundaries. And I think with you stepping up and saying, Michelle, and I love that about our relationship because we are very honest. And we were like that when we worked together full time. And when you stepped up and said, look, I, I don't have time to edit. I was like, mate, I'm there. You know what? I've, I've got your back. I'm going to do it. Um, and I appreciate that very much in you that you had the courage, I guess, because it, it does take courage to say, look, I, I don't know that I can do that. I don't know that I can do that thing. So I think that's really appreciative. Um, I really appreciate that about you. And, and I hope that I do the same for you because I feel like, you know, if I can or can't do something, I, I will try to ask for help. And I've learned that probably over the years um, for working for other people that you really have to put your hand up sometimes and just say, look, I actually don't know how to do that. Can you show me? And then I'm fine. And I'll go ahead and, um, you know, sort that out. So would you feel that the same way uh, in terms of boundaries? Is that sort of where you're at? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's totally right. And I also think it's just communication because, you know, kind of what you were alluding to before, you know, how you're working on being able to say no you know, sometimes you're given an opportunity and you think to yourself, oh, this is going to be good. And especially, you know, in situations where we are now, where, you oh, know, I need to be making revenue, <laughs> it's easy to sign on and to say yes to things that might not necessarily fit you in the right way. And I think that one of the biggest things I've learned over the last, you know, few years or maybe 10, 15 years, whatever, is that I give myself permission to change my mind. And I think that. Sometimes there could be guilt with wanting to change your mind or you're letting somebody else down. But let me tell you right now, it is much better to just go through, work through those uncomfortable feelings to change your mind as opposed to letting somebody else down and drawing out a project. I'll use an example. So a couple of years ago, I made a video with a few friends and it was a time sensitive video. It was a politically based video. Politically charged video, let's say, and it was very time sensitive. It was something that we needed to get out, you know, at the time that it was relevant. Especially when you're dealing with a political, you know, type issue, you can't wait on something like that for months and months, right? So we all worked together. We all did our part. Someone did the graphics. Someone did the the voiceover. We did the writing. We did the acting. We did the whole thing, but. One of the people who really wanted to be involved was essentially the person who was supposed to put it all together as one finished piece. Anyway, without going to, you know, a boring story, I will say that they never delivered the project. And yet we kept saying, can we take it over? Can we take it over? Because time is ticking. You know what I mean? And they, they would not relinquish control. They really wanted to be involved. They continued to say, no, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Well, I can tell you right now, it never happened. So all the work, all the vision, all of the creativity, it essentially, it died because somebody wasn't able to say, you know what? I've taken on too much work. I can't do it. You know, they really wanted to hold tight on that project. I have another example. So I worked recently on a project and it wasn't, you know how sometimes people say, have you ever heard of vague booking, Mm -hmm. Michelle? No. Okay. So you know how sometimes people on Facebook will update their profile and it'll say something along the lines of, oh, if just, you know, I just wish all this drama would go away or something, and then everyone else writes underneath, Oh girl, what's going on? Tell me, tell me your problem it's called vague booking because they're being very vague, right? So I'm trying to be vague in the story that I'm telling not to be annoying, but to just be respectful of the parties involved. So I'll just yep. you know keep it a little bit vague, but I still wanted to to explain this lesson so. I uh, hired some people to do a project for me and I feel like I was very clear with what I was expecting and I continued to get a result from them which wasn't at a high standard and I wasn't going to pay for something that wasn't at a high standard. And so a project that should have taken one month max ended up taking five months. Now, that would have been a really good opportunity for me to change my mind and to say, you know what? I'm actually not going to stick with this. I'm just going to take a different route. But I, I didn't. So this is an example of me not taking my own advice. I just decided that, you know, no, I, I really wanted to make this work. And, you know, essentially I hired someone else. So it wasn't me trying to find the time to do it. Although I had to continue to provide feedback, which took hours and hours and hours of my life that I wasn't expecting to do. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, it's important to change your mind. It's important to be clear on what you can and can't deliver on for everybody involved and I think that you and I were able to kind of I was able to be very clear with that you know with you initially and have had to say similar things with you (laughs) over you know the time of us working together for example I was doing all the graphics for us and they just weren't working and I spent you know probably five times more time on them than I really had allocated and you know I think in the end I'm glad I worked Worked them out as much as I did Because I think after I looked back at them With clearer eyes They were actually okay But I was able to say to you Hey, I'm sorry I can't do more on this And I think that you know, I always felt supported by you regardless of that. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I hated that you apologized. No, I mean, I hated that you apologized because there's no, there's no apology necessary. I mean, we're doing this for love, you know, we're doing this for love at the moment. So um, yeah, there's never any apology necessary, but I find it interesting. I mean, so what, what, just to recap what you're saying, it's, it's okay to kind of change your mind. Like with that example that you gave, um, with the project, it's okay to kind of change your mind during, like after you've already kind of agreed to do this thing, it is okay to change your mind. My personality is such that if I start something, I've got to finish it. You know, that's my personality. It was like when I was growing up, mom and dad are like, eat everything on your plate and you'll get an apple for dessert. And I'm like, right. I'm eating everything on my plate. Even if I was like popping at the seams, um, so, so full, I would finish what was on my plate. And I think that Um, being raised in that way it makes you well for me it translated into if I start something I have to finish it if I start a degree if I start a diploma I've got to finish it a lot of people when I went to TAFE I went to TAFE out of high school because I didn't get the OP I wanted a lot of people just went for a year and then went off and did their uni course whereas I was like no I started this and I'm going to finish it so I just stayed and that's that's kind of my personality and that's something that for me, with with what I was talking about is a very vague example as well, where I got asked to do something and then I just, my I wasn't vibing it. I wasn't vibing it. So I didn't start it. I was just like, no, if I start this, I'm going to want to finish it. I know I'm going to want to finish it. So I just didn't start it. And I think that's where I've really, I feel like I've really grown up. Um, and that's, that's cool, you know, to say at the age of of 44, I feel like I've really grown up, but I was actually going to give a, um, a spiritual example of that too, because this is something I've learned. I've started my spiritual business um, and I'm doing that pretty much full time, but it's only a few days a week. I'm managing to do enough, you know, and enough that, that I'm good. So um, I've got a, an example just this week, actually, and this is a little around uh, also pleasing when you're a pleaser um, and you try to get approval from people. And uh, I had a reading and And uh, it was with a lady who wanted to bring through anybody and I had no specifics. And so what I should probably explain, I uh, do mediumship. Um, So she had just connected with me and said, look, bring through anybody. And I wasn't getting any confirmation. Um, She didn't look the happiest to be there. Um, She looked pretty unhappy, wouldn't give me any confirmation. And when you're doing mediumship for those who don't do this kind of work, you need confirmation so that you're going down the right path. Um, So you need to have something positive and they go, yes, I can relate to that. And then we can start the flow and everything happens and we get the information. And I wasn't getting any of that. I wasn't getting any support. Um, I had the woman's son um, and I confirmed that he's calling you, mom. She said, yes, I wanted to bring my son through. I mean, out of everyone in the universe that I could have brought through to bring through her son, That's good confirmation. I was pretty happy with that. However, during it, in my mind, I'm thinking, I just need to stop this and give her her money back because it didn't look like she was having a great time. And because I wasn't getting the confirmation, the flow was really difficult. And it was just like in a bad dream, you know, when you're a bad dream and you're trying to run through jelly and it's like, won't my legs work properly? And you just feel, yeah, all concrete. It felt like that. And I was just thinking during it and I didn't do it, but I, because of this whole, I need to finish, I need to finish. Uh, but I was thinking, you know what? I should just pull the plug and just go, look, I'll give you your money back. Maybe just go and see someone else because I wasn't enjoying it. Yes. I did what she wanted. Yes. I brought that person through for her, but I wasn't having a good time. And I think at this point in both of our lives, we're at the point where we're like, yeah, you know, I want to be having a good time. When it stops being fun, I don't want to do it anymore. Whereas I probably wouldn't have made that decision when I was in my 20s and and 30s. So, yeah, I just thought that was a really good example of, yeah, sometimes you just have to bail.
0: And sometimes you see what you could have done And I I was listening to Louise Hay a little while ago. I'll put a link for that in the show notes on her. She's got a YouTube video called Self Healing. It's just so powerful. She basically talks about taking the word should out of your vocabulary. And I like that because if you didn't do it, then you didn't do it. It doesn't matter that you should have done it. You didn't do it. Move on. Yeah. You know, and I think what you're talking about is that you reflected later that it would have been okay for you to stop and give her her money back and you didn't do it. And maybe next time you will do it, because when you're dealing with that kind of content and you're doing that kind of work, it's so important that you're on a vibration that makes you feel good, because especially when you're dealing with, you know, what what could be perceived as solemn type work it's important that you have that sort of level of, you know, at least pleasure or happiness with doing the kind of thing that you are doing. And, you know, I believe that we reincarnate and, you know, our souls live on and things like that. I think Michelle is the same. So I I say this, you know, kind of carefully, but, you know, I'm only going to have one life in this body, in this scenario, in this, you know, with these people and that sort of thing. And anything that I spend time doing that I don't want to do, is taking off time of my life you know i'm not sure what what you do in this scenario michelle but if i'm reading a book and i'm not feeling it i will stop reading it if i'm watching a movie and i'm not feeling it i won't watch it i've walked out of movie theaters before because i just know that my time is more important than sitting through a movie that i don't want to watch i have serious apprehension with going to the theater because while I know there's a lot of theater and I'm sure there are theater lovers that are you know, potentially listening to the show and won't understand why I don't like going to the theater, I don't like the commitment of going to something if I feel as though I need to stay in there. So I'm not the kind of person, I don't create an exit strategy on everything that I do. I just know and I've had a lot of experience with seeing the things that tend to take up my time that aren't always aligned with what I want to do if that makes sense.
1: I completely disagree. If I spend my $17, I am sitting in that, whether I hate it, love it, or otherwise I am not going to spend my money and walk out of that cinema. No way. No. Unless I can get a refund. If I can get a refund, I'm gone. But if not, I'm going to sit through that thing. If I spend my money, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I expected you to see that. Yeah.
1: I draw the line. Because
0: when you said you, you, um, when you said that you start something and you need to finish it. So do you work through that book if you don't like it? Do you finish the book?
1: Yeah, I do. Because I just assume that yeah. maybe it will get better. I mean, dad actually gave me a book recently, um, which I haven't picked up yet. I, st- I actually started to read it. I was like, this is pretty rubbish. Um, but he said the same thing. He actually, when he read this same book, um, and I don't have the name of it. I don't have it down here in front of me. But um, he said, oh, gosh, it took me about half the book to get into it. And he persevered, and this is this is why I am the way I am, Lauren. This is my dad, so <laughs> I haven't got. I can't change. But um, yeah, you know, he persevered, and he yes, got you halfway can. through you it. Can but you know why you he read it? it well, it this is time. this is why he read it because it won all these awards. It got like these accolades. It's won, yeah, I think, the Pulitzer Prize or something. Like it's won all these awards, so. He persevered. He gave me the book. He's like, persevere with it, and I, you know, read the first couple of pages and was like, oh, and then I started picking up something else. So maybe I'll go back to it. I mean, he gave it to me. I kind of have to read it, and it's also the the sentimentality, uh, the sentimental uh, sentimental value of that because he gave me the book. I feel obligated to read it. It's like a present, you know, it's like a present you don't use or don't open. Um, I keep things that I get and I don't even like them. I'm like, I've got to keep this thing because it was a present for our wedding or something. Right. You know, so yeah. So you do realize absolutely. you're running
0: this pattern of being a people pleaser. I know, that that's what is. I'm trying to break. That's what I'm trying to break.
1: I'm yeah. working on it. So
0: this is now turned into a therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> so it's funny because clearly you care more about, how somebody else is going to feel than the fact that you're ticking off time of your life doing something you don't want to do. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Next time that same scenario happens in in a reading though, I'm going to do the refund because it was in my mind. It was like, just do it, just do it. And I'm feeling like spirit sort of testing me. So... I feel like I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely feel like, but I'm probably still going to read the book. Um, however, <laughs> <laughs> however um, you know, I do think life's learning, life's learning. So I, I'm yep. just okay with that and there's awareness there and that's enough for me. That's enough for me at the moment. I've got my awareness there and, and I'll keep working on it. Lauren, I also just wanted to get onto a little bit of the podcast and how that came together for us. And something that I'm actually looking at while I'm saying this is Trello. And this, this thing, I'd never heard of it before you mentioned it, a godsend, like it is a godsend. So for a listener at home, if you want to start your own podcast, and let me tell you, there's a lot of people podcasting because when I go to my local music store and I was looking for equipment and microphones and headphones and whatnot, there's nothing left. There's nothing left in stock. Everyone seems to be doing, well, we're all working from home. There's people doing voiceovers and other things, but a lot of people are getting into this, which is cool. I really enjoy that. So if you're looking for a tip around getting organized, Trello is fantastic. It's a fantastic platform. It's something that you and I both use. We use the same one uh, so we can see what each other's doing and I just found it changed my life. Um, and I'm using it for other stuff. I'm using it for my spiritual business. Um, there's just so many, so many different functions. Um, and I think the biggest thing about Trello is it's just really great at allowing you to stay organized. And because both of us are contributing to it, we can see each other's notes and images and whatever we're putting in links, all that stuff. Um, man, it is, it is fantastic. I absolutely love it. Have you got anything that you wanted to add about that?
0: Yeah. So for uh, our listener at home, so Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O.com, I'll put A link to that in the show notes is basically a tool that I've been using for years. And when Michelle and I first started the podcast, you know, I, I teach on time management and how to prioritize tasks and things like that. And one of the things that I always do teach people is how to use Trello. Because for me, Trello has always been a really effective way of streamlining how to prioritize things as they come in. Uh, Because you can't do five things at once. You need to choose one thing. So I uh, have a background in radio. And one of the things that I always learned, you know, at school and have been practicing ever since is that you have sort of an intro, a middle and an extra. And when you're working with two people, you know, such as Michelle and myself, and we want to have a streamlined show, it's really important that we understand the flow of the show where it starts where it goes and where it ends and one of the reasons for that is because we know that you as our listener that your time is valuable and we don't want to you know talk about things that are going to basically be fluffing you around we really do want to provide you with as much value as we can so we need to have structure so one of the cool things is that when michelle and i first did our podcast we recorded episode one and we both decided that it wasn't great And why did we not keep that one? Lag, lag. Oh, the lag. Okay, right. So which we're gonna get onto. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't keep that episode. But what I realized from that episode, and Michelle agreed, was that we we didn't follow a structure. We kind of went from here to there to here to there. We would go back and forth and back and forth. And you know, when you're telling a story you want to know the beginning middle end you don't want to go back to the beginning when you're in the middle or back or to the end in the middle it's just it's very frustrating so what we did is we use a system called Trello so Trello is essentially I'm not going to spend time talking about Trello you can go online you can check it out basically what it is is a live document where we have one sheet that we can create our entire show on and we know who's talking next we can see what's coming up next on the show we tick things off as we discuss them this allows us to have a really good streamline on where we want the show to go and it gives us that structure plus we've got that consistent structure within each show so uh Michelle made us a bit of a skeleton schedule based on our first episode, which we both thought went well. So she made us the the skeleton. We now import that skeleton into every show, and so we follow a similar sort of structure, which gives our listener consistency. They know that we're always going to give business, and then we're going to give a party at the end. It's that consistency and, and continuing to deliver that value. So, one of the things with Trello that we've also been able to do is it's also a place where we add our ideas, where, uh, you know, if Michelle has a whole bunch of ideas she can just go in and build a whole bunch of cards and then we can flush those out in you know into shows in the future because one of the worst things is when you have a bunch of ideas and you don't write them down anywhere logical if you get about them, yeah. and all of a sudden you don't know yeah what what you're doing on the next show or the show after that show after that so you know it's kind of one place where we keep everything and the other thing about it is that we also have one card or one Basically, if you imagine just a giant piece of paper with a whole bunch of checklists on it, that's kind of what it looks like. And it's a live document. We also put everything in relation to that show on that card. So also with Trello, you can move the card to different stages. So we've built different stages, which is essentially today's show. This is recorded. This is now edited. This is now scheduled into our podcast player and ready to go live. So I can look at a glance and see where we are at with our, you know, the streamline of the show, which is really important when Michelle and I are doing lots of other jobs. That's what I was going to say when you've got three
1: podcasts, you need to yeah, keep track of each of them. Exactly.
0: We don't want to sit here and go, well, where are we on that? That's just going to be really confusing. And then the other thing we have on our card as well is we have our show notes and our links. So when Michelle and I talk about things, if we're well we're pretty organized so if we're already organized enough we chances are we already have all the links and everything ready in the show notes there already so when Michelle goes to put this into the player it's all already done for her and we don't forget anything so that's basically Trello and then the other thing too is when we're doing our show as things come up because obviously we're talking about things organically as well I mean we weren't planning on talking about being a people pleaser and you know walking out of movies early Mm -hmm. (laughs) that just naturally happened you know then we also both take notes where we write down the things that we're going to mention in the show notes that we might not have originally But we would
1: talk The only about. other thing I was just going to mention, um, which I love, is the labelling as well. So I really love that you can sort of put, yeah. and that was something that you created with the colours. I love colour. Um, I've now started putting little pictures in. Uh, my husband took a photo of us when we were talking, yeah. so we talk on uh, the internet um, over Zoom. And so um, Hubby took a photo, so I like threw that in there. So I love adding the colour and the imagery and stuff. And I think that adds a bit of that fun element. And hopefully that that the fun that we're having, I hope that comes across to the listener at home because we do have a lot of fun together. Um, there was also something yes. um, else that we we do for each other, and we often after we've uh, recorded and, and sort of spoken, we also give each other a little bit of feedback um, as well about you know what we did well, what we could change, and we make we make changes. It is very fluid, I think. Um, is that would you agree?
0: Yeah, I would agree with that as well, and I think that one of the things about us too being strong women as well it's funny because strong women often attract other strong women Michelle and I can have a really straight up blunt conversation and potentially a more sensitive not that we're not sensitive we're hella sensitive but another person could listen to that and almost be blown away by the directness but we both can operate on that level I guess we're probably a type personalities but the thing is that You know, when we give each other feedback, we give each other feedback directly, but with love. And I think that the important thing is that neither of us are too precious about our ideas either. So if I say something and Michelle doesn't want to do that, then I don't, you know, sit here and stew. I just move on because it doesn't matter. We're two people in a partnership. And, you know, if Michelle sees something that you know, I haven't seen, then I'm going to respect that. So, you know, one of the things that we worked together on were graphics and finding templates we wanted to do. And, you know, really, we just kind of worked together on figuring out a bit of a look that we both liked and, you know, moving on with that. It wasn't my way or the highway and it wasn't her way or the highway. It was just us both going yeah, I'm happy with that. Or I'd like more of this. Or you know, and blah, it did blah, change. Blah. It wasn't
1: so, think, it, the images we were looking at initially. We didn't end up really using those. So it did actually, it did actually change. So it was, and it was good. And I think it looks fantastic. I think the our listener at home um, is really going to enjoy that. And it is about color. It's about excitement because that's what makes us happy. You know, it raises those vibrations. It brings your, your vibe up and, and you're happy. You look at it, you're like, yeah, I like colour. Um, so that's what we've tried to bring. So it's, the, I guess, the content of what we're talking yeah. about, making sure it's uh, got a, a flow um, and we have the beginning, middle and end and also um, the colour and the imagery and things and, and the links, of course, because we've got different things that both of us talk about and discuss and we like to let you know where to go so you can find out more about that as well.
0: And I think it's trust as well, you know, because you're doing the audio editing, I don't have time to go and listen to all the shows. I just I'm don't. doing a terrible have, job cuz I know I'm I know you're not listening. That. So I'm
1: doing a terrible job. Just because I know you're not listening, so yeah. I'm not going to check my work. Just say, let me rephrase that. I'm
0: choosing. I'm choosing not to spend my time re-listening, unless you know Michelle feels like I really need to or something. So I trust that she's just doing what needs to be done. And if there's a problem, she'll let me know. Or if I need to re- re-record my part or something like that, that she'll she'll let me know. Other otherwise, I just trust her. Standard is there, and you know I'm comfortable with. You know Michelle taking that on because that's how we set it up initially. Yeah. Not saying we can't change and I won't do some stuff in the future or whatever, but at the moment that's how it's running and I think it's fine. Yeah, I
1: think we're both terrible perfectionists. Well, terrible is a terrible word, but we're both very much perfectionists. We have very high standards and expectations of ourselves And I think that's why we work together because we both know what it feels like. We're both, if if the other person wasn't a perfectionist, I think it would be a bit of hard work. Um, But, you know, that's what I look for when I'm I'm recording, um, when I'm editing, I'm looking for how's a listener hearing this? That's what I'm thinking. How is this sounding to someone who's listening at home? Yeah. Um, And so the reason we, we talked a little bit about episode one and why we re-recorded and it was because of the lag and we have actually, there is still lag in episode one. People will notice that and that's okay. Um, But in episodes two and three, we've gotten rid of that. So, what actually happened was we were recording into, I record into GarageBand, you record into Audacity. They're both both great programs. Uh, they're both free. So we may even include, I've put links in the show notes for those as well if people want to find out about them. Um, but we both record into different programs. And then we also record into Zoom as kind of a backup. But what we've started doing initially, we were recording, I was recording all the audio. So you and myself. And at your end, because uh, we're not located in the same area where several hours drive from each other, both in Queensland, um, there was lag at your end and not so much mine. And my husband, who has done a lot of video uh, DJ work over the years, he suggested maybe Lauren record audio at her end. I record the audio at my end, my own audio. You send me your audio and we just put it together and magic happened. So ever since then, we haven't had to worry about that lag. So that's a really cool trick or neat trick, I guess, for people who are getting into podcasting and you have that problem and, you know, to get the other person to send the audio to. I guess when you're recording, because we know each other, when you're recording someone you don't know if it's for your business and things, it could get a little interesting. Um, But I'm sure there's other ways around it. That's just the easiest way that you and I found to get rid of that lag. I have heard other podcasts and I do listen to a lot. I'm going to mention some of the podcasts that I like later on. Uh, some of the ones that I'm drawn to, but I've heard in some of those where uh, the person who was doing the podcast, they've gone back and apologised, so they've gone back to episode one and apologised and said, you know, this isn't really up to standard, I apologise, but it does get better, I promise you. And I actually like that because I am a perfectionist and so it was one of those things where I was like, ooh, ooh, this is, you know, a bit grating on me, but uh, I've edited as much as I could out of that. But I like that. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm not perfect. We did our best and then it does actually improve. And what's wonderful about that is this is where this episode's come from. The one we're talking about now is what we did right, what we did could have done better and... Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about this. We'd be talking about something else, God knows. So I think the other thing um, that I've been working on um, in terms of the audio as well um, is the microphone. And there was a little bit around, do we just use our little earphones and use a little mic on that? Or do we go a little bit bigger than that? And so, yeah, we went and selected microphones and you got to look at, do you want a dynamic or a, like a unidirectional or a multidirectional? And you and I both chose different mics. So I've got the uni or dynamic Um, so I've got to sort of speak directly into it. You really have to do your research. I looked at a lot of YouTube videos and what was rating really well, what wasn't, what was within, I guess, our budget you have to look at as well. But I definitely feel like the microphone, it gives it a little bit more and you have more of a presence. So I feel like the headphones as well if you can get them in a pack, fantastic. Um, but Gary Vee is someone that I listened to and he had some great tips on certain packs. We actually didn't get the pack that he was recommending because we weren't at the point where we were using mixers and things like that. Um, and my husband being uh, a video DJ, he actually has his own mixer. So we ended up just buying the mic and the headphones and then we just use my husband's mixer. So there's just little things like that. It's a bit of playing around and I actually really have fun. I mean, i worked in radio for 21 years. So, and with my husband being that video DJ, we're now bringing, I guess, our skills together and it's, it's quite a fun little partnership where we've never done that before. So we've almost got a little home studio at home now and I plan to do meditations and other things. So there's, there's a use for it. Um, Is there anything you wanted to add about microphones, audio, any of that?
0: Uh, no, I agree with you. Just, you know, to do your research, I use the uh, Blue Yeti mic, which is a pretty good microphone to get into the game. Um, eventually, when Michelle and I are superstar podcasters, I might upgrade. But at the moment, the price we already point are. is very good. We are. Mm-hmm. We are. That's true. We already are. Uh, yeah. No, one thing I will say is I do like the idea of alerting the listener at the beginning of the episode. I I do remember during radio school that we were taught never to apologize on the air. So mm-hmm. maybe we won't apologize. We'll just say, hey, just a heads up that it's our first episode and this was recorded over Zoom. So you might notice a lag. Our audio quality does improve from here. However, enjoy the show. <laughs> Feel free to cut that in you and just did it to the beginning if you want. <laughs>
1: Well done. You just did it. That's fantastic. The other thing too, with because um, you went Yeti and I went Audio Technica, um, with the dynamic mic, the reason I did that is because I have a dog and a cat. And sometimes my dog likes to bark at other dogs walking past the house. We've got a glass front door so she can see everything. So I went dynamic because I didn't want any of those sounds um, to be overly picked up because what I can do is I'm actually editing because we've got our separate audio. I can edit my audio. So if my dog barks or does something, I can sort of get rid of it. But if she's barking while I'm talking, I don't want it to be drowning me out. So that's why I kind of went dynamic. And I think yours is um, multi. You're picking up sort of everything. Um, yeah, if but I do it have- have it
0: on a setting so it's it,
1: ah. it shouldn't be doing
0: that. So hopefully, okay, hopefully it won't be doing that. Because with the Yeti, there are different settings. So I've got it on ah. um, the setting that's right for for just for for voice. However, I will say one thing that I do do, Michelle, which I haven't told you, is I mute myself when you're talking.
1: I noticed you so, were doing that. I was watching. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I do mute myself because that way, if I need to cough or have a sip of water or something like that, it's not going to affect you. However, if the Zoom quality of the audio isn't good and we do overlay the audio from Audacity to, you know, with GarageBand, you know what I mean? If you have the two tracks, then there's a chance that I think I'm being all quiet and stealth, but. It could be picking up on my end, so those are. just It actually sloppy.
1: is. I've been I've been removing that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're both thanks. keeping secrets from each other. We didn't realize we were doing that, but yeah, yeah, I've been editing all been the editing. time, and you're like, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, anyway, yeah. that's good. No, I think that's that really out. effective. Is actually to mute when the other person is talking. Uh, especially because uh, there have been times before, you know, when I've recorded podcasts initially, I didn't realize that my chair was so squeaky. So every time I was sometimes moving around and my guest was talking, I could hear my chair and it ruins it if you know what to listen for. So, you know, when you're muting, when you're not talking, it just helps you to avoid any scenario like that.
1: Absolutely, Um, Lauren. One of the other really cool things about what we're doing, um, and man, you did an awesome job of this, and I think the listener at home will agree. Our theme music—it is the bomb. I love it. And you were—you're very critical. You're very critical. The same with the images. You're like, oh, sorry, and all of this. But I mean, this theme music, and you—you did actually want to change it again, and I was like, mate, I'm just—I'm throwing it in there. It's going in. You're not doing anything else to it, and I. I really vibe it. I really, really like it. Um, So what sort of went into that part of the Uh, show? That
0: was just actually, I just made that on my iPad in GarageBand. GarageBand's got a lot of really cool loops and samples and things like that that you can do. And, uh, you know, I do have a background working in music and um, making and writing music. So it's just easy for me to do that. But I'm not going to say that I spent hours on it. It was pretty easy for me to throw that together. And yeah, I did want to redo it. I thought maybe it needed more of an 80s pop vibe, but you know, you loved it and for me that's good enough. So, yeah. So I'm yeah, glad you like I it. Love it and hopefully our listener at home likes it as well. I it's not named, it's just the beam song. <laughs>
1: business in the front party in the back uh it's it's actually really good and i love the synth i love the synthesizer that comes in and so there is a little bit of uh because it is quite long so there's a little bit of editing and i think for the listener at home any advice around the music is you just have to see obviously on the intro i think we don't want as much we want it around 15 seconds we've actually given it a little bit more than that but what i've done is i fade it underneath us so it's sort of a gradual thing it's not this abrupt you know, it's, it just stops and we start. Um, so I like to have it faded underneath us. And then at the end, um, I fade it underneath us and then I raise the levels as we sort of finish up our show. So yeah. I think that it's, it's nice. And I guess that's from my background in radio is that I like things to be smooth and sound like they're just sort of, Oh, you don't really notice it. And then it's kind of there. Um, but yeah, I, I really love the music that you did. I think that's, um, that's super.
0: Thank you. And yeah, yeah, that's great. That's how it should work. Transition in and yeah. out. It's perfect. And yeah, so I think our listeners can see how easily we work together.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're walking yeah. the talk
0: right now. It's well, it's, it's like a
1: relationship, Lauren. And And this is what I was going, one of the things I was going to speak about is it is very much like a relationship. Someone gave me advice years ago, do what you're good at in a relationship. And I'm talking about more a marriage. The advice was in your marriage, do what you're good at. So if you're good at sweeping the floors or you really like doing the housework and your husband really likes doing all the yard work and you like cooking and he likes to wash your car, well, let him do what he's good at and you do what you're good at. And that really makes for a great relationship for us. Jason and I do that in our in our marriage. And I feel like it's the same for you and I. Like I feel like I know what you're good at because we worked together for several years and I kind of know where my strengths are as well. But also I think both of us, especially me, because I'm learning probably more from you than you are from me, but I like to learn. So I'm like, well, can you teach me this? And I'll do it, you know, I'll make the effort, I'll go above and beyond, but I just kind of need to know how to do it. So I know that you're great at graphics, so I'm like that's your domain, you made the music, I'm like fantastic, you did a great job. And I love the editing, I love the listening, I love mixing everything together. Um, So, yeah, I think that's why it's kind of a match made in heaven really. And I think also um, it's really handy for our listener at home um, just to understand um, that, you know, it's okay to just put up your hand, like I said before, and just say, look, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm great at that. Um, and, and then you discuss it, you know, it's a conversation that you have. And, and that's what you and I are really good at. Um, and importantly, we, we laugh, we laugh before we come on air to chat to a listener at home. Um, and we laugh when we go to get off air. And um, it's really important to have fun. And as I said before, when we stop having fun, you know, I think that's it. But at the moment, we are having an absolute ball.
0: All right, Michelle. So I know now you're going to talk about some tools to improve your life. And then I'm going to talk about how I chose our podcast provider. You want to take that away?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before we got into recording podcasts, Lauren, I've been listening to podcasts. I was like, what is this thing? This is awesome. Um, And because you just learn when you're driving. I was driving at one point uh, about an hour, more than an hour, sometimes one way uh, to work. And so I pop on a podcast. Um, I love Tony Robbins and people like that because you get in there and you learn so much and it's like, oh, it just doesn't feel like a waste. It feels like I'm doing something. Um, And the more I sort of listened, I was picking up things that I really liked and things I didn't like so much. And that's actually helped me a lot with business in the front, party in the back, because I do, I guess both of us having a background in radio, you are very auditory. So whatever you hear, hearing uh it's it's important for the voice to be pleasant i think and on some of the podcasts i've heard when they're a little bit over the top and they sound a bit like a car salesman and i'm probably thinking more of the male voices some of them just sound like they're trying to sell you something and I have to switch off. I can't. I can't do it. Oh,
0: come on down! So there's voice. Time for you to buckle oh, on. Oh yeah, here up, we blah, blah, blah.
1: are. Yes, yeah, wanky DJ yeah. voice. Yeah. So I can't do that. If I hear that, I'm off. Um, so I do listen a lot. And what I love, one of the platforms I found is wonderful. Is Wondery. I absolutely love Wondery. And Wondery is just a platform, but uh, they have so many different... So Dr. Death was one that they made into a documentary on Netflix, uh, which I absolutely loved. Um, and someone at work actually recommended that I listen to that one in particular, and that's where I discovered Wondery. Um, they're just really well put together, really well edited. The music's fantastic. They have a lot of sound effects. You kind of actually feel like... You're part of it. It's it's. They do a lot of reenactments. Um, I'm just going to repeat that because my phone started ringing. Um, they do a lot of reenactments and they put the the sound effects and everything in there. And they do they did like a recreation of Jaws and sort of went behind the scenes and recreated what happened and had the sound effects and explained a lot of things. So I just feel like I like to learn. If I'm going to listen to a podcast, I want to learn something, and that's kind of the underlying, I guess. Idea um, and intention behind what you and I are doing. We kind of want to pass on our the knowledge that I've picked up, the knowledge you've picked up as individuals to our listener at home, so that they can perhaps do the same thing. Maybe they want to start their own podcast or any of the other things that we discuss over the um, over the various weeks. But yeah, wondering I just think is really great, and you and I uh, want to make people laugh or encourage people to have a bit of a laugh, raise those vibrations, and. Inspire. Ultimately, we want to inspire people because we're just two women who ultimately we don't need to be doing this. We could be doing other things right now. We could be doing the housework, for example, but we're choosing to do this. So it is a choice. And ultimately, we just want to, I guess, encourage you to take the action. You know, just do it because that's what it takes. It's fine to think about it and, and discuss it, but just take the leap. If I can say anything about what we do, it's like just take the leap. Just give it a go and see what happens. Um, And so, Lauren, you were going to talk. Did you want to talk about that or just go on to your podcast provider?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and by housework, you mean I can go hang by my pool and read my book.
1: (laughs) Exactly, which is what what you're doing. But you would tell your partner that you're doing the housework, of course. That's what my husband does. He pretends he's doing the housework. I get home and he's like, I'm sweeping and I'm mopping. And I know he was just watching car racing. Let's be honest.
0: That's hilarious. My partner is actually at work. So there you go and so am i if you look at it like that uh yeah okay exactly. so basically a podcast provider so i don't know a lot about Wondery, but i'm assuming that that's where that, that's a platform where podcasts are so you could probably find a lot of podcasts Correct. there. so i think that was just your winded way of saying that when you listen to content that inspires you it's your way of you know
1: i go there go ahead and do it yourself yeah i, I go got a podcast
0: uh on my phone but anyway so when you're building a podcast you also need to put the recorded podcast itself onto a you know provider that's essentially going to roll out your podcast to you know the apple store and um, to the android store and stuff like that so i was unaware of where i should go and i kind of originally was looking at two options I was looking at one option that was free and I had you know heard other people's podcasts through that before and I heard and then I was looking at another option that a lot of famous people use and initially I thought well if it's free that concerns me because it's not a good business model for something to be free so I thought well where do they make their money (laughs) And what kind of security do I get if it's free? And so I did a little bit of research and I didn't really feel comfortable with the free option because I didn't want somebody else to monetize our content without us having to tick off who was, you know, being kind of aligned with it. I also didn't like the fact that it was free because it concerned me that I wouldn't get support, that... You know if we wanted to move our podcast to a different provider that it wouldn't be easy transition um, things like that i also found out that you know the stats that were available weren't the exact stats that i wanted access to They were more compressed versions of stats uh, where i wanted to know more about you know where our listener is from when they stop listening things like that so That being said, I ended up reading a really interesting article. I'll actually put a link to the article in the show notes. It's from a website called WPBeginner.com. And it's basically about, you know, the seven podcast hosting providers that they recommend. And I ended up going with Podbean. So I read all of the recommendations and I chose their number one recommendation. Podbean, and the reason why i chose that is for the following one it comes with its own customizable website while michelle and i bought the domain for business in the front party in the back we don't have a website yet and maybe we won't have a website i'm not sure we'll have to see where this goes but we needed a website area where all our podcasts could essentially sit and on Podbean, it you can have that so you can have your own customizable mini website basically which lists the episodes so i can customize the header i can customize some of the links on there to redirect to our the platforms that you know we want to promote so michelle's business my business things like that we can uh, change the colors we can have certain logos on there I also liked so so that's an easy thing for us to connect to our Instagram and our Facebook when we don't have a website where all our podcasts are because that's all we are right now we're just a podcast show and I really wanted a place where they could go and listen to all the episodes at one time. So another reason why I chose Podbean was because they have a patron option. So a patron option is actually more expensive per month. So Michelle and I will not pay for that initially. I think this is the first you've heard of this michelle but a patron option <laughs> is basically where people can donate money to us for the show so for example if we had 2,000 subscribers or listeners that really love the show. And, you know, eventually this show will evolve and we'll take your questions and we'll give you, you know, tips and tricks and advice on what we would do in that scenario. And if you're having a difficult time in relationships and things, you know, we would love to weigh in. And chances are we might have the same opinion or two different ones. So I think that there's a lot of room for us to grow, you know, what we're doing here. So I wanted to provide, have a platform where we could add that on if we wanted because eventually you know michelle and i while we're happy to do this you know as a passion project i didn't want to limit us as far as you know being able to build some revenue as well which i just think is a good return on investment for us as well if you know i'm being real so Absolutely. Uh, okay, so I liked that. I liked that I could, um, that when I connect everything properly, that it, we could submit the episodes and they would go to all the podcast directories such as Pocket Cast, Wandery, things like that. Uh, also, it's really easy to share your episode to socials. So once I upload it, or Michelle, you know, whoever up- uploads an episode, you can share it directly to the Facebook and to the Twitter page. So... You know, I thought that was also really good. You can schedule and things as well. I thought the pricing was good as well. If you pay for a year in advance, which we will have to do, it's going to be nine dollars US each, which is four fifty each. Now, when I have two other podcasts and at the moment in between work, I did kind of want to go with a free option but at the same time I have high hopes for where we're going and growing this podcast and so I wouldn't limit myself as far as that just you know because I just don't see the point in that so I thought the pricing was also really good and also their support too so i had a question on my other podcast that i needed some help with and i emailed support and i had an answer within two hours on what to do and so i liked that as well and so i thought th- all those things ticked off the box plus there were there are good stats on there too like i said earlier i can see when people stop listening i can see where they're listening from i can see their interaction and these are things that are important because if Michelle and I want to, you know, make this more than a passion project, or even if we continue as a passion project, that's fine. But if we want to make it as great as we can, then we really should be paying attention to the stats. We should be paying attention to whether or not our episodes are running too long or whether or not you know, they're signing off on a particular time of the podcast and we think, oh, maybe, you know, that was too much rambling or something. I don't know. We, ha- we have to look. But it's important that we pay attention to these things. And so I wanted to give us an opportunity to have access to that stuff so that when we do look at it, it's there for us. It's also really easy. So um, one thing that when we started the podcast... We signed up for an email for the podcast. We signed up for an Instagram, a Facebook, a TikTok. I think we have a Twitter. I can't remember. We signed up for a yes. Canva account uh- as well. So we did all these things. So that means that everything that we're running is all through that account. So it's not going to be that Michelle has access to things in her email and I don't. It's going to be all run out of the one email, which means that we both have equal partnership and access to these things. And also on our Trello board, we also keep, you know, the links for all of the you know, the different social accounts and the different accounts and stuff like that that we've set ourselves up for. So it's all in one place. And, you know, using Podbean as well, which by the way, I'm not affiliated yet with Podbean. It's, yeah, so far it's it's been pretty easy. So I haven't connected my other podcast RSS feed to Apple yet or to the Android store. So I'll be doing that over the next day or two. And then what I'll be doing is, uh, I'll take on the design of the website just because I i know the color codes of our brand and things like that. It's just a more natural fit for me to do that. So that's an example of what Michelle was talking about. I'm stepping up to do the thing that I'm good at and then I'll take Michelle through a little tutorial on how to uh, use the system and then she'll be scheduling our podcasts in from that point on. So that's the reason why I chose Podbean. So based on all that, Michelle, are you happy with that choice, do you think?
1: Yeah, so I think with Podbean, I haven't had a really good look through it. But from what you explained to me and what you just um, outlined there, it actually sounds like a really good option. And I love the fact that we have um, some growth um, that can actually grow um through that. And that was our intention. When we first started talking about doing this, we were listening to other podcasts where they do uh the question and answer and things like that. And I think it's great to have the option to be able to do that because I love listening to that. And one of the um examples I was gonna give um in my recommendations um is Oprah and Eckhart toll. Um and they do that, they take questions, people can ask things, and I mean. I think that's really cool because we do, you and I often do have different perspectives. So, uh, and part of that may be because of our age gap, I'm not sure. But yeah, we do sometimes have different perspectives. So to have the option to do that, I mean, that's my dream. I always wanted to be a talk show host. So if we can take questions and listen to people and give advice, um, yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's a a great choice. So So, yeah, well done with that because there's a lot to choose from.
0: Yeah. And I felt overwhelmed a bit. So that's why it was nice to have that one website that kind of did the work for me. But then I thought about, well, what things are important to me? And then I made my decision based on that. And the funny thing about the Oprah and Eckhart example that you're talking about is that's actually a podcast based on a 2008 YouTube series that they did. So it's not something that they're doing on a regular basis. It's just something that they captured and they put into you know, a podcast form. But that being said, Oprah and Eckhart are my two favorite people in the world. And they happen to be hosted on Podbean. And I was like, when I saw that, I thought, damn, that's a sign that I chose the right thing. Because I actually had to look up that podcast for some reason. And I saw that it was hosted on Podbean. And I thought, well, out of everyone that I could have been on the same hosting platform, I chose those two. So it was just it was perfectly aligned It made me feel really comfortable. And the other thing, too, is before, you know, Michelle and I haven't even signed our business up yet for Podbean. I I bought it through my other podcast and I wanted to try it first before I you know, basically made the decision for us uh, because Michelle trusts me to make that part of the decision. I wanted to make sure that it was going to be good for us before I signed us up. So, you know, a lot of the things tick the box and now it's good that we can move into it because if I wasn't happy with it for that one, I would have tried a different one. But if it's working, then I don't see the point in, you know, starting something different.
1: Yeah, so we're at the fun part of the show. We're getting into, I guess, more of the party element and um, I'll let you kind of start um, with this, Lauren. So we're just going to recommend some of the top podcasts that we have heard and, and we love. Yeah. Um, and this really, these really are artist recommendations. We've done this with music as well in previous podcasts. So it's really just you pick and choose if you love it um, and, and let us know, you know, let us know, um, send us a message and yeah get in touch as Laura mentioned we're on all the uh, socials and um, I just noticed we haven't got a Twitter account yet Lauren. so I'll we'll have to sort that okay. out um, but we are on the socials and so yeah we love that interaction so if you love what we're recommending what we're doing um, give us a feedback and, and let us know yeah, and, and so if you want to kick yeah, it I off love
0: that And we'll put links to our, you know, and we also have YouTube. I forgot about that. So we'll put a link to all that stuff, including our email in the show notes. So if you do have a question on anything, business or party, we're happy to take that. Okay, so for my uh, podcast recommendations, I've got to say this is really tough because I probably subscribe to about 40 different podcasts. And so it's difficult for me to narrow it down. And the fact that we're business and party, I really didn't want to just focus on one topic or the other. And so the other thing, too, is that I'm really big into spirituality and learning about spirituality. So I didn't want to neglect that part of my interests. Um, So I also included one of those. Okay, so the top five or actually I'll rephrase that. My five at the moment that I would recommend to our listener are work party so work party is this is actually what I talked to Michelle about when we first initially talked about going into the podcast, that's where I got the party, you know, kind of feel from because I listen to the podcast called work party and it's business women entrepreneurs and they're talking about really interesting tips and tricks and you know, women, strong women that have built up their business brands and things like that. But then there's always an element of fun. They talk about f- makeup, they talk about face cream, they talk about clothing, they talk about fashion, they talk about all this sort of stuff. And I really liked that. I felt that it was almost pop business. And I wanted, I really loved that. I love that part about it. And so, work parties, big thing that I recommend creative pep talk is another really really good one uh it's uh andy j pizza's the host it's so funny and smart and intelligent and weird and he gives a lot of really tactical advice and primarily it's aimed at artists but his show notes he's got so many cool links he he references a lot of different you know contributors from gary V to others he's he always talks about books that he's reading and he's so interesting and he does a lot of production You know, I know, Michelle, you were saying that you like production in your podcast. I like it to a degree. Sometimes I don't like it. I just want to hear the, you know, the talk. But that being said, with Andy J. Pizza, it works well. So he does a a lot of audio overlays on himself and echo, 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 echo. Like he does that kind of stuff. And it's really well done. His production is ace and he's really interesting. And I've always learned something from him. He's really good. Marie Forleo is a um, badass female entrepreneur. I think she's just amazing. She's really a deep thinker, really a kind, generous, great, uh, like intelligent woman. Her show is, uh, there's a fair amount of production in there as well. She likes to do skits and things like that. She has different characters she plays. And a lot of her podcast is connected to her YouTube TV show as well. But I've learned a lot from Marie, just uh, a lot in relation to business. She's profiled a lot of really strong writers and, uh, well authors I learned I actually was first introduced to Brene Brown on Marie Forleo's show for example so Marie's got a lot of really interesting things to discuss and one thing why I love her podcast is because when she interviews authors she's actually read their book I stopped listening to a couple of podcasts because the woman on the show went oh I'm really gonna order that book sounds really good (laughs) And I just thought, seriously, if you haven't read the book, don't mention that you haven't read the book. So I think that's also important. Um, And I love that Marie is always really, really researched. And I also like that she also throws down the odd F-bomb and she just is who she is because I'm like that too. And I think you need to be who you are. The Joe Rogan Experience, one of probably the most famous podcasts in the world at the moment. I just find that he's a likable guy and I used to watch him on Fear Factor back in the 90s. And uh, he interviews a variety of guests, so many different types of people on different types of topics, and he interviews them for hours. And I love that because I love listening to an intelligent podcast for hours. I just like to get to know the people and they can talk about a lot of things. So right now I'm in the middle of listening to his episode where he is interviewing Elon Musk and they're talking about the COVID-19 and things like that. And I just find it very interesting. But I've learned a lot from listening to his show from a variety of different types of guests. And then my last recommendation is We Don't Die Radio. And We Don't Die Radio is a podcast on spirituality, which basically features a host who was a skeptic. She didn't believe in life after death or any of that. Her father died, and she ended up doing a big journey into self discovery and found this whole amazing world that you know that she now showcases on her podcast and I just find that she is such a likable presenter interesting and interested She asks good questions. I'm going to do two honorable mentions. One, Gary V's an honorable mention. I've been listening to him for years, and he's fabulous. But I actually listen to him mostly on YouTube. So that's why he's not in my top five. That's the only reason. And then the other one I want to give an honorable mention to is Mark Marin. And Mark Marin, I haven't listened to him in a while. I do love him. He's a really intelligent interviewer as well. And if he ever doesn't ask a question that you want him to ask, he always asks it a little bit later so he's so fabulous and Mark Marin started my journey into listening to podcasts my partner and I found him he was interviewing someone I wanted I think it was Marilyn Manson and that started this whole journey of podcasts which really changed my life that's
1: Yeah. Your turn,
0: Michelle. I need a drink of water.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that you mentioned um, Elon Musk there, because that's kind of the reason that I love listening to podcasts is, and that's why I listen to a lot of Tony Robbins, because he has a lot of really inspirational people on. But I love listening to people who are successful and that's in all facets. It could be in business, uh, you know corporate, that sort of thing, but also spiritual, those sorts of things. Anyone who's really made a go of it um, and and perhaps written a fantastic book that became a bestseller, um, I love listening to those sorts of people because it kind of it inspires you to try harder. It in tra- inspires you to do better and to – take some action towards doing what you love, um, doing your dream job, um, that sort of thing. So that's what got me into podcasting um, because I'd love to be inspired. So I guess the most inspirational woman in my life uh, would have to be Oprah. So I love Oprah's Super Soul Sunday sessions um, and I used to love her talk show, watched her religiously, know them all off by heart. Um, but for me, she's the most inspirational woman I know, not that I know her personally, but I did see her at Brisbane when she was in Brisbane. Um, but yeah, I just really love her. So I think if I need a bit of a pick me up, yeah, too. if I need, that's what we have in common. We figured that out when we were working together. Um, but yeah, if I need a bit of a pick me up, if I want to feel a bit inspired, I'm feeling a bit flat. Uh, Definitely Oprah and Eckhart Tolle, um, as we mentioned before, that was one that you mentioned to me. And I really love that series they did together on his book, A New Earth. Um, So that's fantastic. And that really got me... Got me inspired. Um, and sometimes I like the, I mean, I am involved in paranormal work and things like that as well. And so sometimes I like the darker stuff too and I find that really interesting. And uh, Dr. Death, as I mentioned earlier in the in the show, that was turned into, it was a podcast, it was turned, and it was on Wondery, uh, they turned it into a documentary and that's on Netflix with Eric Banner. Um, it's really, really great and just very interesting. It's a little along, we had the Dr. Death sort of thing in Australia too with Jane Patel Um, And it just really – it's amazing to me that these people get through and they're able to – operate on people, and Doctor Death was a neurosurgeon, so he was operating on people and paralysing them. So it was just the most amazing uh, podcast series, and I, I just loved it from beginning to end. And as I mentioned before, they just mixed together really well. I think the production for me is really important. I don't like things that are overproduced, but I think um, you know the production is important, and the voice is is really important. And I love the the voice, the woman that um, does the Doctor Death series on Wondery. So. Um, there too, that I really enjoy, uh, I mentioned Tony Robbins and I have put links to his podcast series in, in the past. Um, I also really like listening and, and this is probably more of an honorable mention, I guess, with, uh, Esther Hicks, um, cause she's more on YouTube, I guess. Um, but yeah, that, that really inspires me as well and, um, and encourages me to do better and I guess get myself into alignment, which is what we're all pushing for because, um, that feels awesome. Um, but, yeah, if, if there's something that I find that's inspirational, um, I guess, you know, one of the other ones I really like is uh, the ABC because they've got a uh, crime and... Um, yeah, probably the crime ones I really, really love. True crime. Um, Michelle Laurie, actually, who's uh, formerly of Nova, she's fantastic and she's got a true crime series she does with another lady um, who's actually an author and she writes about crime. Um, so they're probably the ones I really love crime. Um, so probably the true crime series and also the ABC has a really good crime podcast section. And it's interesting listening to what you're into and what I'm into they're similar, but they're also very different. You know, we both gave five different recommendations. So I find that interesting as well. Um, so we probably should talk about, I guess, next week, um, and what's coming up and what we can look forward to. Um, and this is just an idea I had. I'm, I'm willing to sort of talk it through live while we're talking right now. Um, but I was just thinking about, you know, dealing with rejection and I know it sounds like a bit of a downer, um, but what we like to do is sort of deal with something that's a bit challenging and then have a bit of a pick-me-up and how do we sort of deal with that and how do we move forward. Um, so I think being able to cope with being told no, and this really comes from childhood, like I think back to when I was little and what happened when I got told no, and I'm a Taurus and my parents are both Taurians, we're very stubborn and it really fired me up, like being got told no really fired me up. Um, and But it's also made me very successful because I don't like to be told no. So if someone tells me no, I'll find another way. So I think there's a lot of interesting things that we can talk about around that. Um, and we also have some, some tips, uh, Lauren and I each, um, on how to stay positive and on track even if we do get told no. And this came up around the fact that both of us were made redundant back in March. Um, and we have had rejections. We've applied for a couple of jobs here and there. We've had rejections. And it's like, well, how do you keep going and how do you – uh, move beyond that. So that that was what I was thinking. Maybe we could discuss next week. What are your thoughts, along
0: Yeah, I think that sounds good.
1: So that's what's coming up next week. Um, and as we said, there's lots more to come. We're having a great time. We hope that you are listening at home um, and having a great time as well. And we've got room to expand. We've got room to expand. We've chosen a, a really great podcast platform, um, and there's going to be lots more to come. So yeah, it's been great, Lauren. So I guess that is business in the front
0: party in the back
1: podcast Podcast.
0: till next time see you next week